Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. With eyes wide open. <laughs> Welcome to the place. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny. Which no one can deny. Don't try it till you've had it. This is episode 104 of the Friends and Rivals podcast. I'm on your host. Joining me each week are Timo Myers, number one fan, Stephen Woach to us. Uh, Ron Hextall's brain dead. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm his fan, Bill Fouchere. Uh, Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer's on the show. I'm on the show. God, this is it's amazing. Not even impressions with Nick yet. Oh Where did God. your accent go? <laughs> We're starting with impressions with Nick. What accent are you talking about? He's not German. He's from <laughs> Switzerland. Oh, Everybody's God, German, Steve. For Nick, it's for Nick, everybody is. Nick, if Nikita every impression Nick Irish, then everybody's German. It's fucking great. I love being on the Davos. <laughs> Uh, did, uh, did did they announce the Timo Meyer trade yet? <laughs> we're sure not. Sh- we're still not sure what's coming Dude, back. Jesus Christ! What I mean, did they have to have it first? They have to be the first guy. It's if you're not first, you're last in that world, right? I mean, that's the insider needs to be the first. That's why people follow them. There are what four or five hockey true hockey insiders, right? Yeah, Ellie Freeman, Darren Drager, uh, Frank Saravelli. Weeks. I didn't even count Kevin Weeks, but you're right. And who's the other the 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 short fat guy with the mustache, likes the Cowboys? That's Bill. Uh, no, oh, uh, cow- no, he's I'm not a Cowboys. Not fan, like sorry. the Cowboys. I'm not short. I don't have a. Me- you know, you only picked out the word fat and went with me. None of <laughs> none of the rest of that described me at all. It worked. Hey, what's that guy's name? Oh uh, shit. The other I know exactly what you're talking about. I know you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. The, the, the uh, guy. guy likes Cowboys. I know his face. LeBron? Right. What is yeah, it? Pierre LeBron. Pierre LeBron. LeBron. Thank you. LeBron. LeBron James. And, and, and Kevin Weeks. Did I miss anybody? Uh, there's somebody else I was thinking about. Well, uh, McKenzie. Shana Goldman's been really yeah, good. Yeah, Bob McKenzie. McKenzie's Bob, Bob, still kind of around. He's kind of retired. He's more but... the draft guy. He's more the yeah, guy. But... He hears things sometimes. Shane uh, Friedman, Friedman, Elliot Friedman. Yeah, yeah he's he's on the I list. thought with him, but I think Shane Goldman. Yeah, Shane. She Shana was the one. She was the one that was really early on this one. She was yeah. the she was the insider that had the details. Yeah, yeah, she was one of the first ones that had to return. So when they when they when they but even they're doing it. They're they want to be the first one to tell people so they get all the credit. But of course. Then then it's three hours. It was long. Was it longer than three hours? It was longer like, than three hours. Oh, oh my yeah. god! <sighs> I hate. It was a complex deal. What was so complex about it? I think Holtz was part of the deal, and they didn't like the injury, so they took him out. They didn't or, like the or, injury and the fact that he's what twenty years old. And San Jose said, "Take him. We don't want him." I right. I don't know. So they said. Give us Andreas Johansson. I, I don't know. Because that's better. I don't, I, again, I don't know the specifics. That's what I think. I'm not an insider. Well, look, a nine, it's been a long time since I've seen a nine player deal in the NHL. I mean, obviously it was centered around Timo Meyer. Um, and then you got Scott Harrington, 
Santini, Santorini. I, I wouldn't even go further than Harrington. What the fuck is that guy's name? The other guys are all A H L E C H L players. I wouldn't even go further than Harrington. Was all that just to make like room for like you know for roster? They they were they were at the maximum number of roster players before the deal. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So the San Jose Sharks get Andreas Johansson, the center for the Seventy Sixers. Shakir is a he's a defenseman, but okay. Sure. Uh, 2020 Nikita, first round pick, Oka, right? Oka, Oka, not going to yeah. play here no more. Fabian Zetterlin, a 2023 first round pick, a conditional 24 first round pick, and a 24 seventh round pick. What was the condition on the on the 24? Eastern Conference Final. Oh, okay. They got to go. They got to make second? it to the Eastern Conference Final in either year, 21 or 22. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, 23 or 24. And Meyer's got to play 50% of the games. Ah, well, all righty then. I mean, if he doesn't play 50% of the games, they don't have a chance. So, so the, the, the whole hubbub and, and why it took so long was because the values were way, way too high, right? Well, I, 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 this is, I don't think this is a lot at all. This is something that every team I don't, would, in fact, again, I don't think this teams is going to beat this. I don't think this was the package the whole time. I think Fitzgerald negotiated the package down to this. What a- after he said that the Canes, uh, the Canes are out and Vegas is out. Yes, I would bet. Sure. Where's your Where's San Jose? San Jose's bargaining power there. Look, before Greer did that, I'm sure that the deal was agreed upon, and then. Uh, no, they wanted deal, they wanted Mercer. Vegas traded uh, for Barbashev at like noon uh, during during the day yesterday. So the Golden Knights knew they weren't a player, and obviously we don't know what their package was. Um, but man, I thought the package coming back to San Jose would have been a lot better than that. I mean, it's not terrible. It's just depends how you view those prospects, right? I mean, the first and second. They're still first and second. I mean, they're not going to be super high picks by any means, unless you know, Devils, you know, don't do well in that 18, 19, 20 range. Yeah, but they should be. I mean, it's look, it's not nothing, it's a lot to give up. Now, was Timo not going to resign there? I mean, he's he's got a 10 million dollar qualifying offer. Yeah, he's he's still an RFA. So, I mean, all the hubbub around him, like you know, they have to having to have a deal in place. I didn't understand all that because he's an RFA, he's they'll. They'll make it happen. They'll sign him, you know. Yeah. He and he would still get big time trade value because he's not a UFA. He'll get if if for some reason it didn't work out, they would get, you know, almost equal value. No, I mean not exactly, but they would probably get a first back or something prospect. But I mean, listen, Holtz didn't go, which everyone thought it was around. Yeah. I mean, you, you so kept you your feel? you kept your top four, you know, three or four prospects. Yeah. So how do you feel as a doubles fan of this? Oh, this is kind of like the stolen. what I want to see. Stolen. Absolutely. Hands down. I will miss Setterland because he's an energy player, but he's replaceable very easily. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, Okotu was a physical player, but What's his name? replaceable. Okotu. <laughs> Mukamadulan. Who knows what he's going to be when he comes over to North America? You know, completely different ice size and different game. He was, you know, they're 
again, they were like the third and fourth defensive prospects on the list. So to give them up is not a real loss. Like that's crazy to me is that that was what I read too, is that most of those fans were like, what the fuck? Like how did yeah. we not lose these the guys that are the first and second? Holtz, Hughes, or Nemich, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, Hughes, Nemich, they seem to be off the off the. They sh- yeah, they should have been the from, from the get-go. Yeah. Mercer seemed like everyone was like, he's got to go in the deal, and that would seem not smart to, to trade him out. I, I wouldn't he, have wanted – yeah, I definitely wouldn't right. have wanted to see him go. It wouldn't have felt like a, a move to make you better. But this uh, seems pretty pretty, yeah. pretty good. So pretty, who, are the cap, pretty. who are the cap casualties after that? After Meyer gets re-signed by the Devils, which all accounts, you're not what? making this deal probably unless you're you have you have likes of re-signing him. Wood, so, Blackwood, and Severson. Okay. And that gets you not only Meyer but enough room for Brad as well. Correct. Yeah, because I and look, there has been a lot of talk today about the Devils not being able to sign, resign Brat and Meyer. There's plenty of money. There's plenty of room. Both of them. Plenty of room. Yeah. Especially if they're not going to, you're going to lose. You're going to lose probably somebody else too on top of those three guys. Maybe, maybe not at maybe not Ryan Graves because he might be too much. He might get too much on the open market. Unless he's willing to take a little discount but, to to stay he, part of the right. team. You're right, but does it really matter when you're going to bring in Hughes and Nemich next year? Yeah, he's a different Severson he's a different kind of player. He's a different kind of player. Graves is completely different than than Hughes or Nemich. Yeah. So, Timo Meyer will meet the Devils in Denver tomorrow, and they will uh, they will play the Colorado Avalanche on was it Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday. Now he's Wednesday. I doubt he's going to play Wednesday because he's still day to day. He hurt, he right? had an injury. He's still day to day. Outside chance Vegas on Friday, I would think if not that, definitely Sunday at Arizona. Give him a cookie in his first and game. I, I and I love, He's I love man. that this trade happens while they're on a road trip because right, that's where the bonding happens. They'll all tell you that's where the bonding happens is when you're out on the road because you're stuck with each other. <laughs> so I love that that he's going to now not only get to get you know more comfortable with Nico and, and Siegenthaler and Schmid um, all being, you know, Swiss born players, but he'll also get to spend more time with the rest of the, the team. Now there was a trade that happened after before, depending on what your perception of time is in the <laughs> NHL um, that I thought was a little bit more ridiculous when it came to asking price. <laughs> and, and that was the Tampa Bay lightning uh, receiving Tanner Janot from or Janelle, where the fuck is Yeah, from the Nashville Predators for okay, everybody get your pens and pencils ready. I, I, I don't have enough quiz. lead in any pencil I have here. There will be a quiz on the return for this. Cal Foot, uh, def, uh, defenseman prospect, uh, son of Adam Foot, correct? Yes, that's and, the guy. Uh, and let, let's go list the draft picks a 2023 fifth round, 2023 fourth round. 2023 third round, 2024 second round, and a 2025 first round pick. All that assets for one fucking guy who's going to be your third or fourth line wing. Got five goals this season. Wow. Wow. I mean, I get, I get, I guess I'm not familiar enough with him. I, I, I must, he seems to have some penalty minutes. I'm guessing he's a gritty guy, and maybe that's yeah, the yeah, premium. I think he had 24 goals. That Tampa. Last year. The Tampa's putting on it. 
but this year he's kind of shitting that bed, but everybody's trying to make this out to be like, this was the greatest Tampa move ever, right? They get that guy who's going to be in your third line. It it was going to be just a nightmare to play against. Tom literally only listened to Phil Esposito today. He's he's not (laughs) going to to play against, against any team this year, except the five goals he has scored. But that return was was absolutely fucking ridiculous. That's that's, that's a general manager going. Well, I don't care about these picks. I'm not, I'm not going to be around when they're made. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's an entire yeah. It's like an entire draft, like spread out over some years. But it's like every pick in a draft. It, it's mind numbing. Mind numbing. How Tampa did that? Why they would do that? Ugh. And to, to recap, the Tampa, after all this, they their first pick is the sixth round this year, uh, the third round in 2024, uh, and then they amazingly have a round two and three pick in 2025. So for the next two years, their their draft capital is pretty, pretty I can much hear- shit. I see where they're saving money. They're 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 just they're going to lay off their entire amateur scouting uh, staff. <laughs> yeah, at this point you well, don't need them. Okay. Here, <laughs> here is where I'm going to tell you that none of that shit means anything. You know why? Like we always say, any contract in the NHL is tradable. Anyone doesn't matter who the fuck you are. Doesn't matter how much your money you're making. Any contract is tradable. Tell Ron Hextall. <laughs> if if the Tampa Bay Lightning happen to shit the bed next year, they clean house and they get all of that draft capital plus plus then some back. Who, what do you mean they clean house? Okay, you 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 trade Kucherov, you trade Vasilevsky, you trade your 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 top three stars. You keep some point. They don't have they don't have no move clause. Well, I'm, I'm sure they do, but if they're shit in the bed, they want another run. They want to, they want to move on. It's time to rebuild all that shit. Cause Tampa's not a big market team, right? There but tax free living in Florida is yeah. such a, you know, Listen, I, I, I get all that. Is it worth more than going for another cup? Well, like, I, 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 I think in this day and age, it doesn't matter what you give away. And Tampa has obviously proved that because, because you will get it all back and then some, if you need to, to, to start the rebuild and get rid of your stars. But oh. I don't think they're going to shit the bed for another couple of years. No, so. they, they got a couple of years left. So. No, it's not like so. they're the Penguins. I'm oh, sorry, Bill. <laughs> oh, One other team that made some other trade, uh, Toronto traded a bunch of picks uh, as well. And if you look at their team, in I mean, it's – this is a win now mode team. Which, wait, I, which which one were you talking about? Because they they had two, one today and one last week that involved Ryan O'Reilly. No, today's today's move. I think he's talking well. About. Listen, the the Ryan O'Reilly deal. Toronto gave up a twenty twenty three first, right? a twenty twenty three third, and a twenty twenty four second. In yeah, today's in yeah. today's to Chicago, they gave up a conditional twenty five first rounder and a twenty six. Second, we're in 26th draft. Yeah. Yeah, so this is them just throwing all caution to the wind because they traded one, two, uh, a first, a, a second, another first, another second for in the last, you know, week, 10 days uh, mm-hmm. for a couple players, right? Now, if bear with me for a second, right? They're, they have one first-round pick, 2024, 
they don't have a first or second in 2023, 2025, what'd you say, 2026, they don't have a second or something. They don't have a second. I mean, they don't, they're missing a third mm. and a couple fourths. I mean, they have very little draft capital. They literally have four picks in the top four rounds in the next three years. Uh, and then what makes this really interesting, if you look at their team, they have this year, they have, uh, you know, they have this year coming up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight UFAs. And then if you look at their forwards and the year after that, that's, that's uh, Austin Matthews comes off the board as UFA, Neil, uh, William Nylander. I mean, there's no RFAs on their, all of their forwards. They're all, all UFAs. They're all UFAs and they're all off the board with Tavares and, and Mitch, uh, Mitch Marner in the year after. So, I mean, so in it's two years, their top four players. Well, in three years, yeah, in two more years, yeah, so two more years. But in back-to-back right. years, they're going to lose those top. Well, those top I mean, four are going to be coming up, right? I mean, who knows? I mean, but you got to think Tavares probably is going to be the end of the run. Who knows? Think, I don't think they're going to get rid of Matthews. I think he'll be resigned for sure. Right, and Marner but, as well. But they are all. Nylander was in. always the odd man out there. Nylander was always the odd yeah. man out for sure. I couldn't agree with that more. What are the odds the Stanley Cup winner comes from the Eastern Conference? Oh, I. I 50 50. <laughs> Bill, being the math guy, you're 100% correct. What's the likelihood? Not where I was going vacuum. with the question. What exactly. What's the likelihood of the Stanley Cup winner Thank coming you. out of the East? Thank you, Tom. I'm, I'm going to go probably 90%. 90%? Yeah, I, I would think it's got to be 80, 85, 90%. Uh, who are the top teams in the West? Give Unless they one. just kill each other. Give me the top teams in the West. Dallas. Dallas? Get the fuck out of here. Come on. Seriously. Winnipeg. I said give me Vegas. the top team in the, in the Winnipeg. West. It's Colorado. So Colorado is about the only team you have to worry about, and they got to stay healthy. And they have a car. The car might well, be out. For... But, Nick, calm down. They just traded for Jack Johnson. Oh yeah. So they're in really good shape. Also, oh, yeah. Tom's not upset that McCarg is not is hurt. No, no. It's all about the show. It's all about the show, McCarg. Um, so I I couldn't believe that the Capitals gave up what they what they gave up. It was it's well, it, it's it's shocking when you look at it on paper and say, okay, they're fucking they're out of it. They're they're not gonna go for it. But does this open up cap space? For them to do something else and maybe a chicken, maybe somebody else to come in and, and play and that they could trade for before Friday. I mean, they could send Tom Wilson up to New Jersey and open up even more space. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's not going to happen. I, I, I just don't see that happening. I mean, absolutely. A- anything is possible. Right. If they even and chicken is a player that's not just going to be for this run, you know, right. this this playoffs there. That's that's a long term change. So. To move Orlov and replace him with Chikrin, you, it's it's a great move. Yeah. Is it though? But Orlov, Orlov was playing well. Yeah, Orlov, but... Orlov came up in the capital system. I don't know. Chikrin has been doing it year in and year out. Yeah, on for Arizona, Arizona small market. Yeah, I get it. On Arizona. But how, but how often do those small market guys go to big market cities and perform? It's Washington. It's not that big. But it's it's a big market. It's the talent around that's gonna be all make all the difference. It's got nothing to do with the market. 
So he's just the got around on the power play, and then he's going to get points and make money. Is that what just you're give, yeah, just that works. Ovechkin's back foot in the circle. Let him slap shot at home. That's all you got to do. I did think though the um, the trade be, besides Boston getting ridiculously stronger. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah. There was the if I I can't even find it now. What the hell is it? It was the trade with the uh, the Winnipeg Jets getting uh, Nino Niederreiter. From Nashville, yep, yeah. From Nashville. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Uh, I thought, uh, man, does he just fit right in with what Winnipeg is doing? Yeah. Good Lord. Nice, solid pickup. Very nice, yeah. solid pickup. Very, very nice, solid pickup. So, look, um, what do you think is going to – so ESPN is going to have what? Four hours of, of four hours, uh, four trade hours. Content. I think they're just picking up TSN's coverage. Uh, well, well, no, the, the last hour, I think they're going to do the point or do uh, yeah, that's what Cross is going to host. But man, from one to four, what the f- all the trades have happened already, no, so I they're going to have a shit ton to talk about for sure. It's going to be all depth moves, and you know, as well as anybody, the depth moves are the ones that tend to make the biggest difference come playoff time. But Chickering is definitely the hottest commodity out there, especially on defense. Now that now he is, yeah. Now that Carlson is not being traded, or at least that's what they said, right? So Chickering is definitely the uh, the one to get out there for sure. And you get, then you got other teams doing fucking cap gymnastics, trying to trying to accure so much fucking as much money as they possibly can that they bench two people and not play them during the game. Who would do that? Um, what fucking ridiculous team would do that? All right. Is there any other uh, any other trades that we need that we should? Bill, Bill anything? Bill, anything to report? Fougere? Very Bueller, funny. Bueller, very funny. Poor little guy. You know, I mean, yeah, we, we can just you guys keep kicking, keep kicking. I'm just down here. You know, I'm in. Just keep kicking. Been, I think we've been I, waiting. I, I, I think we've been waiting about twelve years to do this. <laughs> so we'll enjoy it now. But listen, they're still in a in a playoff position as of tonight. All right, let's uh let's go take a ride in the metro. Sponsored by Nestle Quick. Hello, boys and girls. Do you hate the taste of regular milk and need energy? Try Nestle Quick. One sip and you can feel the energy in your muscles. Nestle Quick, now available in chocolate and strawberry. They say the real men drink pink. Then I'm a real man for sure. But if you like the brown, I still love you for who you are. Because it's time for acceptance of everyone all preference. We're all quick on the inside anyway. Nestle Quick, it does the trick. And we are going to start in New York with the Rangers. What? I know. It has been such a rough week for the New York Rangers. Um, So let's, let's review the Rangers week, shall we? So they start off last Monday with a, with a hot goalie in Hellebuck. And they lose 4-1 to the Winnipeg Jets. Then they trade Julian Gauthier to the Ottawa Senators. 
the cane rumors start to go bananas and you see the cap Olympics going on. Um, you sit Kratzoff and, and Jake LeCision during games to, to occur or, or to, uh, to waive them and, uh, and not have them part of the lineup to try and occur as much um, cap space as you can, as well as to not get them injured. So you can send them down when the time is right or trade them when the time is right. And really everybody thought that Kratzoff was going to be part of this deal. I even thought that myself. Um, but anyway, they get, they get smacked in Detroit by, by the Red Wings, another four, one score. Um, they trade Kratzoff to Vancouver for a bag of pucks. Um, then they play an afternoon game in Washington, get smacked by the Capitals, 6-3. They release uh, Jake LeCision. Uh, they do an emergency recall on for Ryan Carpenter because they would have been short too many players, and they have to have a certain amount of players in order to play. They sit Carpenter and Schneider so they could be sent down uh, and play a little bit more Cap Olympics. Um, they play a good, solid game versus the L.A. Kings. Uh, and really come together and finally play a good defensive game. And they beat the LA Kings 5-2. And uh, then they sh send Braden Schneider to the AHL directly after the game. Uh, but during the game, Keandre Miller spits on Drew Doughty. Accidentally. Well, listen. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. I don't. I, I, I'm, I've seen the video. If you I've believe accidentally, you're angles. an idiot. And if you think that that was on accident, I, I got to tell you, it probably wasn't. And, and the, I am not the biggest Drew Doughty fan. I got it. If you didn't know that, um, going back to uh, well before they the Kings beat the Rangers in the in the cup. But uh, I was not I've never been a big Drew Doughty fan. Um, I've always thought he was more of a piece of shit. So uh, having this, this couldn't have happened to a better guy. But. Last year in the playoffs, and somebody brought this up on Twitter with video. Um, during the playoffs, Steven Stamkos, during a tussle in the Eastern Conference Final, spit on, and you can see it, and it happened in front of two officials. He spit on Alexei Lafreniere and didn't even get a penalty for it. Didn't even get a talking to for it. So what makes this different than what happened in the playoffs? All right. Are you gonna? I, I mean, you sound like a Rangers fan. You're now. You're now. You're gonna try to go. Oh, find I'm, bitch, I'm gonna some, bitch and moan about this because we're gonna lose him for three games, probably three games. That seems to be the standard issue for spitting on a guy. Unless it's Steven Stamkos in the playoffs, and <laughs> unless yeah, it's Steven I get it. Stamkos I get it. in the playoffs, a thousand, there's a thousand no percent. There's a no thousand percent. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> you could you could undo anything in the NHL. You you, you could cite a, a precedent. <laughs> that where they fucked it up because they always do so but, so i mean what what does it actually deserve i guess is really the question uh it's, it it's good it it deserves and is going to get a three-game suspension that's what the last one in 2018 i think garner hathaway was the last uh guy to spit on somebody and before that it was in the early 2000s where somebody spit on somebody else then got three games so i think the precedent has been set that it's going to be three games regardless if he makes a public fucking apology which he did already today um regardless if he makes a, a public apology or not um but i applaud you keandre miller thank you for doing what every ranger fan <laughs> has been wanting to do since 2014 we really appreciate you kid uh, but, uh, listen, it wasn't a rough week and you know, the, the, the games in which they lost, um, you look at that, that Winnipeg game, they, they, they just looked like they were gassed. 
and the game in Detroit, the game in it just looked like it was a lack of effort more than anything else. And that's been a really big problem during this entire season is, is there has been some weeks, some games where they have just completely fucking checked out and don't decide to show any effort. When, when you show effort like you do against the LA Kings on a sun, on a Sunday afternoon game, you're going to win more games than you lose. Trust me on that, especially with the fucking talent that's on this team. Uh, it, it really pisses me off when I see Goudreau barely back check and even Panarin, I'm going to call him out too. Um, it, it's really disheartening when you see those guys not back check hard or, or skate or play the way they need to play in order to win these games. And I, I, I pray to God that these last 25 games or so, they're going to, they're going to start to turn it on and just play every game a thousand miles an hour, like they're supposed to. Um, so the big talk has been uh, Patrick Kane coming to the Rangers. Um, what? I hadn't heard. <laughs> I, I, I know. And listen, this has been, I, I have been, dreaming wet dreaming about this for the past year and a half and it looks like it's finally going to come to fruition uh probably as early as wednesday he holds all the cards i'm very interested to see what that fucking return or lack thereof is going to look like back to to chicago um and and whoever's going to broker the uh the additional 50 percent of the 50 percent retained but a little thing on patrick kane all right where we I think Ranger fans got to accept something. We are not getting Patrick Kane from 25 or from 2015, 2016, when he won the Hart trophy uh, or even, you know, the year after that, when he was still a dominant player or a couple of years ago, when he played with the Brinkett. Um, we're getting a player that is, that has tremendous chemistry with your superstar. And we're hoping to rekindle a little bit of that. Uh, you're bringing in a guy who has three cups and you're bringing in a locker room presence. You're, you're bringing in a guy who's going to make your attack a little bit more balanced. Um, I, I, I could even say that he fits that Patrick Kane fits better with Kreider and Zibanejad than he does with Trocek and Panarin for the simple fact is Panarin and Kane to me, they're the same type of player. Um, but I think, I think Zibanejad and Kreider kind of need that that passer that superstar passer on their wing and i don't think um tarasenko is that guy to be on their right side as a mainstay i think he fits better with panarin but we're going to see how it all plays out um there is some negatives some negatives to all of this patrick kane talk too right there is the the cap circus that we have um that we have seen over the past week that's finally going to fucking come to an end uh his age he is, uh, he's not a spring chicken anymore. He is certainly getting up there in age. And uh, like with all old people, Steve, you, get, you got a hip problem, right? You're, how's your hip? You're the oldest out of all of us. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't feel so good, does it? <laughs> and then, you know, um, so... Oh, man. The, you're, you're just hoping that you get a guy who's going to come in here with a lot of fucking motivation to get another cup and, and to play with Panarin for one last chance in his career uh, and to make it work in New York. Um, that's, that's what you're hoping for. You're not going to, don't expect a guy who's going to score 50 goals or win the Hart trophy. Um, that's not who we're trading for. That's not who you should expect. So I think the Ranger fans need to temper their expectations a little bit about who they're getting. You're getting a superstar in Patrick Kane. Yes. 
<clears throat> but you're not getting the Patrick Kane from five years ago. You're getting today's Patrick Kane. And I think that everybody just needs to temper their expectations a little bit. And I'm the fucking first one that needs to do it because I have been fucking wanting this for two years now. And the first even thought of watching Panarin and Kane play with play, you know, on the same line every night, I, I, I'm all in, I'm all in. And it seems like Drury is too. So uh, hopefully we will, uh, we will see that on Wednesday. It seems to be the, the day that is the earliest where the Rangers um, can save enough cap space in order to make the transaction happen and still have Braden Schneider in the lineup. Um, so that will happen at hopefully at Philly on Wednesday night at 7:30, and then they got a date with the Ottawa Senators, and that's everybody. If Steven, take ten bucks and put no, and put it on that. a Gauthier goal. No it's, way! It's I'm, it's a fucking guarantee. It's going to happen. And then they got a date on Saturday afternoon with the Boston Bruins. This is going to be another big test with this re revamped New York Ranger lineup that you're going to see. This is the playoff lineup. This is who we are. Um, so it's going to be really, really interesting to see these, these first three games to gel. And then oh they got God, some, some time to practice Jesus after Christ. that. What's your problem? No, nothing. I didn't say anything. What, what's your fucking problem? I didn't say anything. I, I will mute you during your entire segment. All right, Billy. Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. I mean, is there? I mean, is there anything left to say that you haven't said all year? I hate to bring the show down, guys. I mean, I, I, see <laughs> I tried Tom to make you go first. I really coke. did. I swear, I tried to make you go first. Tom's like on coke. Steve's all excited about Timo, and uh, and yeah, then there's me, and uh, yeah. Uh, well, look. Um, hey, the Penguins uh, two game winning streak. Uh, I guess I'm. I guess I'm excited. Sure. I mean, why not? Uh, so after we spoke last week, they, they, you know, that a, a game that I, I talked about last week, they, they blew another lead, lost to the Islanders. I mean, they're just not a big game team this season. Um, then they were going to go play Edmonton and, and I, I just got it. They got creamed by Edmonton, but, but let me just, let me just say, you know, this is not, I, there was not an indication that things are snowballing on them. It, the Penguins could be the hottest team in the league or they could be playing shittier than shit. And when they go to play Edmonton, they're going to lose by three plus goals either fucking way. It doesn't matter how they're playing going into the game. Edmonton owns them, owns them big. So I didn't even regard that as anything. Yes, they got blow out, blown out. I, I If you didn't expect that by now, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so yes, Edmonton blew them out. Uh, and then uh, then they go on with life. So Big move for the Penguins was after that game, uh, releasing Kasperi Kapanen and putting him on waivers. And uh, lo and behold, the St. Louis Blues picked him up, took that salary off our hands. So thank you to the to the Blues for for that act of charity. And I think it happened because uh, you know Kapanen scored half of his goals this season against the Blues <laughs> in one game. Um, so they, they must've been like, they must've just saw this name come up on waivers and like, didn't this guy have a really good fucking game when he, when he played against us? Um, so, so they picked him up, uh, after he scored a hat trick against him earlier this season. Um, then the penguins were playing the blues next. What a coincidence. Kapanen didn't play because he was the only guy associated with both of those organizations who wasn't in 
you know, traveling with the team that day or in St. Louis. Um, so, uh, so he couldn't get there on time to play in that game. Um, so the Penguins actually, the Penguins actually played one of their best games in a long time in, in St. Louis. Um, they really, uh, you know, they, they played that with that consistent effort for, for 60 minutes that they've been missing for so long. Um, they, they did have to go to overtime to win that game, to, to win that game. Um, Tristan Jari, uh, Gave up two goals, but uh, but deserved kind of a better fate in that one. I, both of the goals that were scored in that game against Jari were, were not on him. Uh, Pavel Buchnevich uh, uh, d- redirected a shot, clear clear high stick, but they don't call that. Um, if if they call it a goal on a high stick, and the guy wasn't within like two feet of the net, so that they can figure out whether it was uh, above the crossbar or not, you can see, you know. You could see his his blade was obviously like above his shoulder. It was obviously a high stick, but but they couldn't, you know, there's no angle that shows it in or whatever. So they so they call it a goal. Bullshit. But oh, um, it really hurts when a player high sticks and, and scores a goal like fucking Gensel in the playoffs last year, doesn't it? Who? Did did, did you guys did you guys win that series? The did the Rangers win that series? We did. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. So uh, there was that goal, and then uh, and then the second goal that the St. Louis scored on that night. Uh, Chris Letang was pretty much sitting on Jari. It was not his fault. It was a, a scramble out in front. So, so Jari. So the the uh, the the, the what, what I was taking away from that game is that Jari was was kind of back on his game. Um, Penguins did manage to win that one in overtime. Excuse me. And uh, they're back on the uh, on the winning track. Um, and then the. Uh, they go to play the lightning in the, in the game that they played uh, last night. Um, and they, they came up with a six goal second period. They just exploded. The lightning obviously weren't into it. They just were not that, that into being in Pittsburgh yesterday. Um, the, the penguins did get the benefit of uh, getting the go ahead goal on a bad call by the referees who, uh, so uh, penguins clearly iced the puck while they were on the power play. The referees ignored it um penguin scored quickly thereafter uh and and then piled on for a for a seven to three win uh jari was the backup in that game it was back-to-back night so uh so he didn't um play uh and so now the the penguins have that little bit of cap space that they created with Kapanen, like three million plus or or whatever that is and and so now there's thinking again what are they going to do with it are they going to Maybe try to bolster their third line, which their third line has stunk. Their third line is is brutal this season um, because it's been Carter, Kapanen, and Heinen or Danton. Uh, I'm sorry, Danton, Heinen, or uh, McGinn on that line. Um, the the production has been really poor. But not only are they not scoring, they're, they're just not hard to play against either. So, uh, um, you know, uh, Hextall had a, a press conference the other day and somebody was asking him about uh, um, the play of Carter and how he's been disappointing this year. And, and, and Hextall, you know, made sure to emphasize that Carter's good on face-offs. He's a good right-hander on face-offs. He's, he's good at the PK and yeah, I get all that, but he's um, obviously he's overpaid and, and not productive as a third line center. If, if you want to say maybe he's a fourth line guy. Yeah. Okay. I could, I could accept that that he could do some of that stuff. But again, he's still too expensive for that role. Um, but uh, at any rate, they have that little bit of um, 
cap space now. We'll see if they if they do something to try to address the third line. Uh, or I, I think more importantly, and I'm and I'm shocked that that it hasn't been called out as such. I mean, they really do need to address the goaltending because uh, after today, it's 23 games in 45 days. So uh, one game every other day to finish the season. So the the Penguins have had the, this perceived benefit of having the games in hand. Well, the, the, the flip side of that is, is they're going to play more hockey than a lot of other teams right now uh, down the stretch. And they're going to have to be sharp every other night. Um, and again, Jari, who who missed almost two months with uh, a mystery ailment, I, I'm not. I'm certainly not convinced that he's going to be around and able to play. You know, 18, 17, 18 of those games. I don't think so. I I, I do think that they're going to come up come against some getting into some big games where they really really need him. That he's not going to play. So I'd like to see them take whatever cap space they have. Um, and yeah, if you could do get two guys, great. But if if you can only do one thing, go get a goalie because uh, even if Jari's healthy, you need somebody better than DeSmith to to pick up some of that slack. Uh, and if Jari's not healthy, which is what I suspect is going to happen, then you're going to need somebody to turn to that that's going to be your guy uh, if if you're if you're really thinking about making a playoff run. Uh, so we'll see what happens uh, by Friday. Yes, we will. <clears throat> Uh, and look, the, the Devils had a had a nice week keeping pace with the uh, with the Carolina Hurricanes. They absolutely did. It was a two and one week. Um, started it off with a loss against Montreal, which was very upsetting, except for the fact that Montreal had a brick wall in net, which I think is cheating, but the league mm-hmm. didn't think so. Um, he was outstanding in net. Thirty nine shots on goals. Yeah, 39 shots on goal. He only let up two. Devils lost that game five to two. Montreal only had 18 shots on net. But the story came out after the game. Apparently, the virus, uh, there was a virus running through the team as they were sick. So, oh, there had to be, of course, right? Yeah. So, a lot of players got IVs. And uh, by Thursday, they were healthy. Down in the Kings, four to three in overtime. Uh, again, not a sixty-minute effort. They go to into the third, down two to one. Tied in the third, go down three to two. Tied again in the last minute. A beautiful uh, Jack Hughes pass, intentionally, you know, just ticking it off of Nico Hischer's stick for the tying goal, and then they win it in overtime. They are 14-0-1 against the Pacific Division this year. So I think they should be Pacific Division champs. Um, 21st comeback win of the season, ninth overtime win of the season, both leading the NHL. And that took us to uh, Saturday night, the 2003 Stanley Cup champion team. They were honoring them uh, at the game. So it was great to see a lot of those guys back in the building. Nice pregame ceremony. Um, Came out you know, pretty even against the Flyers during the first period. There was a lot of back and forth, a lot of feeling each other out. But uh, once the second period started, the the shit kicking began. Three in the second, four in the third, seven different players scoring. Schmidt got his first shutout. And uh, player of the week this week is Dawson Mercer, who is on a six-game 
goal scoring streak, eight goals in six games, three assists over three assists over that span again, 11 points. He's up to 19 goals in the season. And on Saturday, he played in his 141st consecutive game to start his career, which broke Scott Gomez's record of 140. And it was pretty cool because the 2003 team was there. Scott Gomez was in the building to kind of help pass the torch on to Dawson Mercer. And that took us to Sunday and the Timo Meyer trade, which we've already spoken at length on. So I won't really go into much detail on. I just want to thank Amanda Stein for asking the hard question to Lindy Ruff today. Uh, she was able to get the coach to divulge that Timo Meyer will be playing on either Jack Hughes's line or Nico Heischer's line. Shut up. Exactly. So for all of you wondering out there, that answer has been set. Timo's listed a day to day. Again, I, I don't think we're going to see him on Wednesday, probably Friday, more likely Sunday, Wednesday at Colorado, Friday at Las Vegas, Sunday at Arizona this week. The surprising team of the week, your New York Icelanders. Wow. How did we do a role reversal here, Tom, with the Rangers and Islanders this week? Well, it's well, bizarre listen, to me. Billy should have been leading off. Let's let's call it. Let's call it. Right. I, but he wasn't. Yeah, you did. Yeah. But I but I did because we had to shit the bed and give no effort this week. But you did. Well, it whatever. We got through it. So, um, yeah, this has uh, been an interesting week. Um, you know, with Barzal out uh, indefinitely, who knows when he'll be back. Likely not until late March, if into April, seemingly. Um, hopefully, you know, hopefully it happens sooner. But, uh, yeah, Isles are in a, in a pickle here. Uh, I said last week, uh, I thought they were kind of done. Uh, this week we go three and one. So, I mean, I don't know what to do here because this, this does exactly what I was hoping the Isles wouldn't do, which is, you know, give me hope that there's actually a chance we can make the playoffs and make some noise. But the problem is, they're just going to let me down as soon as we either you know, uh, do nothing, stand pat at the, at the trade deadline or, you know, try to make some move to get some, some rental or whatever. Who knows? I mean, realistically at this point, Isles probably could, they definitely could use uh, another scoring, you know, something up front, one more player with Barzi out by the time he comes back would, you know, help keep, you know, get that, that enough, that scoring punch of a one, two on the top two lines to really, be able to to do something in the playoffs because that's what they really really need. Um, and then just hoping that the defense gets their shit together, which I'll talk about as I as I go here. What if Kane said, "No, no, I want to go to New York, but Not I want to go to the Islanders." No, no, he he wouldn't have said that. What was actually reported <laughs> was that that Elliot Friedman on Thirty Two Thoughts, Steve can do it, I can do it. Um, he said that it was interesting that. Um, Kapanen choked or got picked up by St. Louis, and he was just kind of curious if the Islanders put in a waiver claim for for Kapanen as well. Not sure that would have been a, the move you were hoping for, <laughs> but no. at least it would have been somebody to kind of fill in one of those top six. I spots. think that's that's kind of the the idea that, there. That wouldn't, you know, but uh, you would have yeah, been so, so much better on the Islanders, Bill. <laughs> I. Uh... <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd wait and see that one. I, I just would not assume that. 
to be perfectly Yeah, but listen, honest. it's a move that would have cost them nothing. Yeah. So this week was uh, interesting. Uh, the, the first game of the week is uh, in Pittsburgh, a 4-2 win. Uh, this is the all-Sorokin show. Uh, Bill didn't really cover it too well because he probably tried to blanket out of his mind. Uh, <clears throat> Penguins had 19 shots in the first period, only one goal. Um, just bombarding the Islanders. Somehow the Islanders were able to get a, a few goals to keep a couple goals to keep it close and all both, both opportunistic goals. And then they got that third goal, similar kind of deal, just off the rush or off of the forecheck and just somehow pulled out this game. Um, and they really had no business winning this game and they did. And you're like, well, this is a trots kind of win where they would just get outshot. You know, uh, Sorokin made 44 saves. Um, on a winner with two goals. I mean, come on, man, kind of crazy. Um, and uh, just just put them on their back. Uh, and then uh, next game we had a win over Winnipeg at home. Uh, three three posts by the Winnipeg in this game. So it was a pretty. It was wasn't like a super sharp game by Sorokin. He got beat a few times that didn't make it in. Um, with uh, but having uh, we've had some some pretty good luck with uh uh. This, the combination of Zizekas and Fashing on the fourth line with Clutterbuck out, Fashing has really kind of stepped into that role, and uh, he's been showing some pretty good, good aptitude. You know, I, good hockey IQ, knowing when to be, where to be, forecheck, where to you know hustle. He's doing a lot of stuff you need on a fourth line, and and they've been given it. It's been given the the that line a, a bit of a uh, of a push with Zizek, with um, Clutterbuck basically out for probably who knows how long with Martin. They've moved Martin up to the first line in some some of these games just to put somebody up with with Horvat, um, Bailey, Holmstrom. Just trying different things out, and uh, basically we had this game. We had the uh, Holmstrom, Holmstrom uh, scored the winning goal. Um, we had another guy from Bridgeport, um, Arnod Durandu, uh, quite the name. Yeah, right. Uh, he's been playing played all this week. Uh, <laughs> he actually had a lot of minutes in the last. Three of, the, three of the four games this week uh, played pretty well, um, but we've had quite a few injuries up front. So it's, you know, with Arzal, Pajot, Clutterbuck, Wallstrom all out. And Clutterbuck and Wallstrom probably not coming back this season. Maybe Clutterbuck does. Um, you know, it's unknown of Pajot and Barzal at this point, too. So we've had this whole, you know, rotating cast of, of characters from Bridgeport. They somehow win that game. Uh, and then we get to home against the Kings and not a lot of offense. Kings really shut him down. Um, one of the, the first goal is a Romanoff own goal. Um, just kind of like try to knock it out of the, you know, knock it out of the air. And it went in over, over uh, uh, Sorokin's uh, shoulder and in. But uh, to be honest, you can't really win with only 18 shots on goal in the, in the game. Uh, they were playing dump and chase the whole game. Couldn't get, weren't really, they didn't have somebody to really bring the puck in the zone. Uh, and that really, Without Barzal here was a big notable difference with you know how they normally are able to try to mix up a little bit, um, but they just they had they had a real rough time in this game, um, and then uh, they played more time in, in over in Winnipeg and uh, had a one of the better games of the year for themselves and a four nothing shutout by Varley, uh, twenty three saves um, with a, a goal that the first goal of the game was actually overturned. Lee had a high stick deflection, uh, definitely over the bar. Uh, and then they they still managed to just kind of pour it on and and uh, especially early 
they had a shit ton of shots in the first period. They overturned uh, a high stick goal. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm Bill sh- said they don't I'm do shocked. that. I'm sure. But did they call no, no. it a high stick goal initially? Was that the initial call? Was it was, stick or? it was called a goal and they reversed it. Oh, I mean, wow. it was pretty clear. It was pretty clear. It must have been closer than that. This game too, when it was, yeah. he, he, it was the guy over. was up in the second deck when he knocked it down. <laughs> so it was pretty obvious. Yeah, but he had yeah. a stick at his waist. Right. Yeah. So Isles poured it on early. Marley shut the door in this game. Uh, Bo Horvat has been. Very good, um, especially in this game. He was all over the ice, making plays. Uh, he's had a number of goals this this week. I didn't count them, but he's been he's been great, man. He's been really that solid first line player, man. Um, and yeah, uh, everybody's you know, trading for great players. I'm so happy for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, in the flip side, uh, Anthony Bavillier has been playing really well for Vancouver. They've had about the same amount of points through, so it's you know, it's it's all early game. Um, and we'll see how that trade play pans out over the next year. But I, I, I'm really happy with how Horvath's played. He's looking really good. Um, and uh, it'd be it would be great if we had Barzi back. And like I said, one more guy would potentially give them enough firepower to pretend, you know, to get steal some wins with with Sorokin and Varlamov. Um, and you still need the defense to actually play defense. Um, Ryan Pulak and. Um, uh, Oh man, it's gonna blank. Of course, because my brain. Uh, Dobson have been playing pretty, pretty horrendous defense. Dobson's been great um, offensively, but man, he's he's had he's had a bad year. I don't know if it's the change in coach or just focus, but man, he had a couple plays where he just two on one and not playing the puck is like a simple, simple thing. Um, you know, the indecision to to just let the goalie, you know, play that play. Um, Pulak's looked, made a lot of errors this year and he hasn't looked that good. Um, not sure his goal going on to him as well, but you know, if those two can tighten up their game for the playoffs and you get some like one more goal score, Barzal comes back, maybe, maybe they can make it. But again, they're giving me hope and it's, it's the, it's not the right time. They, they, they're going to, they're going to blow it. They're going to fucking blow it. I just, you know, there's the game, the number of games that are the Isles have in hand right now, uh, will come down this week, uh, quite a few. Um, in the next couple of weeks, they'll start to really dwindle and get to that point where I think you'll start to see the standings normalize a little bit because we're still up a number of games on the rest of the, the wild card uh, or teams in the division, I should say, um, for the wild card. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the aisles uh, this week. Um, and uh, they only have two games next week, so pretty, pretty light schedule. Uh, I forget which games they were. Not, they the are... light, not a light opponents, though, either. At Minnesota and then uh, against Detroit at home, followed up by Buffalo at home. The following, I mean, it's we're we're in that that it's it's Detroit, Buffalo, to Pittsburgh, Washington, all teams that are in the hunt. You know, those next few games. So that's it's important time. You got to win these games, and um, it'd be interesting to watch. But uh, there's only let's see, I think it's one, two. Yeah, only two more back-to-backs the rest of the, the season. So, um, you know, if you were like, if if Lou said, you know what, screw it, we're gonna trade Varley, and go try to get somebody, you know, a pop, pop, to get somebody, some forward or something, you can make that happen with Soroka and somebody else. I mean, you could ride him the rest of the way. But I think I don't think that's gonna happen. I think you have to keep him. Miles point. Wood for Varlamov, one for one. He's a Lou. I think he's a Lou draft pick. 
Yeah, it, it, it could happen, something like that. But um, no one can't. No one can't. That can't happen. Shut up. No. I, I think what will happen is that Lou is going to look at it and say, goalie is the best spot thing we have. The, the tandem's too good. We'll give you, training. we'll throw in Travis Ajak and Andy Green again. Ooh, ooh. We'll give Jesus. them back. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Ooh, Lou, uh, we got a job. We got a big show on that one. The, the Metro train just broke. My goodness. All right. So uh, before we get to an, another segment, something just happened in the NHL. Um, that, listen, not every time that I make preseason predictions, they come true. This one actually came true um, before the season. We were talking about 50 goal scorers. I said Connor McDavid's going to score 50 this year to cement himself as a great hockey player. Not that he wasn't already, but a, but a true great hockey goal scorer scores 50 in a season, and he did that tonight. 50 yeah, goals but in you predicted games for Connor McDavid. You predicted half of the league was going to score 50 goals. I did not predict I, I, half the league. I think I predicted three guys were going to score 50 this year, and one of them was not Pasternak. You had you had uh, Austin Matthews scoring sixty something. How many has he got? He's got eighty already, doesn't he? <laughs> no. <laughs> I said not every one of my predictions comes true, but uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, he is just he's just a, a, a he's a he's a beast. He free agent after the twenty five season too. Is he going to get there? Is no. he going to get the free agency? No. Yeah. No chance. You don't think he'll get the free agency? No way. Yeah, I think he'll be traded out of Edmonton before he hits free agency. I don't think they're to LA. I don't think. Do you think they're going to trade him to LA? I just don't With think. Marty McSorley. I just don't think. Dry Settle, I wouldn't do this. <laughs> if they can't Thomas make Leon, I wouldn't do this. Listen, if they can't get hit in this, to, if they can't make something happen, like he ain't going you, nowhere. You'd be, listen, you'd be crazy. Not he's to too, trade he's him. Too big, he's, he's too big for Edmonton, and Edmonton's not going to win for him. Yeah, Edmonton's not going to surround him with the people that he needs. Teams would trade so many picks that their next first round pick hasn't even been born yet. Oh, this yeah. would be if like he, fucking. This would be like Didco trading for Ricky Williams. Yeah. Oh, there's no yeah. question about it. I would trade the entire draft for fucking Connor McDavid. You would have to trade oh. a decade's worth of drafts. I, you could have, and as as deep as next year's draft is. You could have them all. Every single one of those fucking draft picks together is not even close to a Connor McDavid. Have no, them all. Take them all. I don't think he ever gets there. Hey, Gretzky got traded. No, he listen, everybody can get traded for sure. You can get traded. Okay. And now it's time for trivia with Bill. Yeah. Now this is the wrong bell. Today's question, what was the first NHL team to win back-to-back Stanley Cup titles? Detroit Red Wings. Not nope. Seattle Kraken. No, they're, they're, like second season, and no, they didn't win it. No, it's not them. Tom's favorite, New York Icelanders. Mm. No. No, they were the not. They won four straight, Bill. The Vancouver They were not the first to win back-to-back. The Vancouver Millionaires. They were on the uh, the multiple choice list. Shut Ooh. up. Incorrect. Ooh, they Tam- didn't even know who they were to put them on the fucking multiple choice. Tampa Bay Lightning. Ooh, good one, Nick. Uh, no, that was not solid. They, they recently did that. They were the last back to back winners. Uh, um, 
but no, not the Ooh, first. I, the I'm Boston. guessing it's going to be one of those original six teams that he often mentions. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It was the original seven, Steve. Right. It's no, it, no, he was Jesus correct. Christ. The first time it was original six. I checked the math. I stopped you. It's original six. Pittsburgh Penguins. No. It was the Boston Braves. N- no. Boston Celtics. Baseball. No, let's stick to hockey teams. Hockey sorry, teams. The, Atlanta, the, the Atlanta Flames. No. Calgary Atlanta Flames. Thra- nope. 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 Atlanta Thrashers. No. Ooh, good one, Nick. Hartford no, Whalers. Team from Atlanta. California no, Golden were... Seals. No. Hartford, the Whale. Dallas oh, Stars. You know, you guys name a lot of teams that weren't even around when this happened. To, oh, to well, honest. then it's the but, Kansas um, City Scouts, then. No. Colorado Rockies, not the baseball team. No, not the, not the baseball team. The hockey team. team. We don't want no, to confuse they, anybody. The Colorado Rockies are going to win any cups. Did you say Colorado Rockies? Was there a double? Did you say Waka 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 Waka? <laughs> you wascally weapon. He the so Col- rarely Col- messes up Col- his Colorado. speech. It's awesome when he does. <laughs> oh, actually, the devil's oh. playing Colorado. Oh, no. the are, the are they playing the Wockies? Oh, poor Billy. Is that where Shane Gassis' fear? Oh, poor was? Billy. He's got more uh, than three syllables of his last name, Bill. Fuck him. <laughs> Uh, the Ari- the Arizona Coyotes. No. Uh, Toronto Marlies. No. The Vegas Golden Knights. No. Jeez, who could it be then? Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets. Multiple choice? Not yet. Just kidding. Ah, oh, what the? the? The Edmonton Oilers. No. They were a powerhouse back in the day. In the late, I'm almost in shocked the late 1900s, you they were a powerhouse. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you haven't thrown out this answer as a goof and and hit it on and hit the nail on the head yet we're not going to say the other montreal teams don't worry about it the montreal canadians no montreal expos no tim tim reigns though you know i think his name's etched on the cup somewhere in toronto uh, rock Rock reigns to you and me for our raptors oh nope 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 nope. really vancouver grizzlies no, that was no. Again, we're going to stick with hockey teams. Uh, I, this is you. Damn it, this goof might actually be it. The Ottawa Silver Seven. No. No, it's not. Silver Seven? They were a team. The, the Ottawa Silver Surfers. No. That's Marvel. You don't watch Marvel. I don't. I don't. I, 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 to be honest with you, as I was saying it, I wasn't <laughs> even sure if it was a real fucking thing. <laughs> That's even better. But I thought it was. But I thought it could be close. I thought it could be close. Wow. You're right. It was close. <laughs> the Silverbacks. The Diamondbacks. Uh, the, the New York Americans. Nope. Friend Thunder. No. It's original six. Would, would you like the? Oh, choice? it's been the, the Chicago Cubs. No. I wish I could go back right? in time and put some money down on the Cubbies. All right, give us the multiple choice. A, New York Rangers. Did we say no, that? No, that's not it. We know that's not it. Uh, B, the Vancouver Millionaires. That was Tom's <gasps> guess. I was right. It was the Millionaires. He said it was on the list. Uh, millionaires. C, the Ottawa Senators, or D, the Montreal Canadiens. 
I already said the Canadians, right? Did I say them? I didn't the, say the Senators them. didn't start playing until the 90s. So I, I don't think it's them. Right? I mean, Daniel Alfredson and, and that uh, Radic Bond. Are, are you guessing it or are you saying that you're not Gage. guessing it? I'm going to say I'm guessing Ottawa Senators. That's correct. Fuck ding, you. Ding, 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 ding. Wow. The Ottawa Senators. How Give me the W. That? How about that? And now it's time for impressions with Nick. Fucking great. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lens Rollins Podcast. Get ready for the fastest two minutes of this Type 45 show. It's a 20 questions power play. Rules are simple. If there's two minutes to guess a famous player, coach, front office, or any famous person associated with one of the four friends or rivals' favorite teams, you can ask up to 20 questions to rapid fire. Answers only come in the form of yes or no. Group will have to make a final guess once they hit 20 questions or the power play has expired. If the group is successful, they win for the week and avoid shame for anybody to win their children's game. And away we go. Is this person a player on the Colorado Rockies? Is this, <laughs> no. is it Rangers super fan dancing Larry? No. Okay. Ooh, very topical. I tried, I tried. Very is this topical. person associated with the New York Islanders? No. Is this person associated with the New York Rangers? Yes. Is this person also associated with the Pittsburgh Penguins? No. Person associated about, with the is... New Jersey Devils? No. That was going to be my question. Strictly a ranger. Strictly a ranger. Is this a current player? No. Did he win a cup with the Rangers? No. Did this player play in the 2000s at all? No. Did this player play in the 80s at all? Yes. Did play in the 90s? No. Did not play in the 90s? No. Bill, I might have to defer to you on this one. Did this player play in the 70s? Yes. Was he a forward? No. Was this player a goalie? Yes. John Davidson? I think I got to get a big assist on that one in, in yeah. narrowing it down to goalie. Yeah, goalie. Yeah, and I, well, we were going to get there, but you definitely assisted. That worked. You definitely assisted on the power play for sure. I mean, more a team. I thought we, I thought we, you know. Fuck you. We're all about, about stats. stats. It's all about the stats, asshole. <laughs> 10, <laughs> 10 for 15, by the way. Bill, you get the secondary mm. assist, buddy. There's only three of us. Of course, he's going to get at least the secondary assist. Shut up. He may not know that. JD turns 70 today. Wow. Uh, happy birthday, JD. Uh, and a big he, happy birthday to uh, Mike Sullivan, a big number 55 today. He, along with the rest of them, should be shown the door in Columbus. Is he still with Columbus? Uh, Relax. Yes. He's the president of their operations now after he was unceremoniously fired by the Rangers. 
A lot of people dying on the operating table if he's the president of operations. <laughs> Nick's laughing, by the way. Nick I is laughing. Fucking hate you. It was good. It was good. <sighs> I hadn't heard that voice in a while. <laughs> Thank God. All right, let's go to this date in Steve's stomach. Oh, that feels better. Brought to you by Coca Cola Zero Sugar. This one's going to bring us to the year of our Lord, 2012. Please go to October, or as they say, Rocktober 25th of 2012. 2012. 2012. It's so ironic. Don't you think? That you pick October 25th Why is of that, 2012. Buddy? Why? It was my 2700th day on this planet. Wow. On 27, did you say 2700th? 2700th day on this planet. You don't say. Uh, it's only a 2679 for me. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, skip lunch. What do you know? No breakfast? Skip. I'm sorry. Skip breakfast. Went right to lunch. Uh, I met up with a friend at Stuff Your Face, where I enjoyed a meatball bowly. Who was the friend? Uh, Russ Corletto, huh? fellow Devils fan, Russ Corletto, who's probably not a listener to the show. Meatball bowly, one and one half Coca Cola classics for lunch. Dinner was uh, rotisserie chicken, veggies, and mashed potato with a can of Coca-Cola Classic and a brownie for dessert. Probably with some milk because what's better than brownies and milk? Why did you pick October 25th to 2700th day of my life, 2012? Just a PSA, be careful when you put a brownie in the microwave. I hear they get really hot, really fast. Go fuck yourself again. Really hot, really fast. Well, obviously that was the day. Obviously. That in Salisbury, I think that's Connecticut, right? Fucking Salisbury. Salisbury. Yeah, Salisbury steak around here. Fucking Salisbury steak. Fucking starving. A clown was arrested for attempting to solicit sex at a rest area. Uh, police say a nude man who works as a clown. I'm not. How do you sure know he's he a was, clown if he's nude? I'm not sure he was dressed up as a clown at this point in time. Unfortunately, then it's, then it's got nothing to do with the story. <laughs> well, this that was his job. He was, if he's he, not in the makeup and the big shoes, he's not a clown. <laughs> we, he could be. He could have. He could have just had the the paint and the hair and 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 the shoes and then all else. Everything what else was the naked. shoes on. You in my fantasy, that's what's going on. <laughs> you're, you're not naked if you got shoes on. Uh, please say a nude man 
who works as a clown and child entertainer, was arrested yesterday morning after jumping into a tractor trailer at the Rowley rest stop off of Interstate 95 and soliciting the male driver. According to state police, James Vossolo, 46, of Danvers, surprised the truck driver, surprised! And said, come over here and smell my flower and then come shot out of it. Amazing. <laughs> 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 Good night, New Jersey. I, I, you, you just, I don't think you want to surprise. Like, I don't know if truck drivers are the kind of people you want to surprise no. with, with, like a, a gay come on. I, I don't know. I don't want to say any more of the story. I can't do any better than that. Steve <laughs> said <laughs> with the flower. That's it. There's your story. Good job, Jimmy. Uh, don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at friends underscore arrivals. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We will read them on the air if you want us to. Uh, while you're uh, over looking at podcasts, turn on notifications for the Friends Arrivals podcast so you never miss an episode. Billy, say something witty. Uh, what the fuck am I supposed to say now? Well, how after, do you follow After that? Steve had you dying for like 10 minutes. I gotta, I'm not going to save that? mine for you next can't. week. There's no way. There's no way. I then give sing, up. All right, then j- just sing us out then. Not every not every one from you was a fucking home run. That one was a grand slam, my friend. Well done. <laughs> Wowzers. Uh, this from uh, the same guy who gave you the director of operations joke. Yeah, like I said, sometimes you round <laughs> out the third, but not that one. Whoo, you got a hold of that one. That was fucking that's that that's making sports centers top 10. <laughs>